Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Let's Chat, y'all. I am Alicia, and I got my right hand, the fabulous Miss Tony. We talking that talk today on Let's Chat about networking with purpose. Mm-hmm. And it's Friday what? night. Least usually, you must have been confused. Lee. You usually hit us off of what day of the week it is. <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't do that. I, I was not confused. I was preoccupied. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, is it Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday? <laughs> no, I'm just distracted today. I got so much going on. I got, I just got a lot going on that I'm, I'm doing um, on today. But nevertheless, mm-hmm. I love coming into the chat room, and we have three fabulous guests that love coming into the chat room, too. Our first guest will be author Asherty Diamond. Now, she's coming from a Seven Figures Publications, um, Mm -hmm. which is Author Serenity Hall's um, publishing company. So we're excited to have her in the chat room to talk that talk. Also, we're going to have author and publisher Tamika Newhouse. She's going to pop in and talk about what's going on with the AANBC Awards this year, all the fabulous things that she has planned from June 10th to June 12th. And we also have financial wellness specialist, motivational speaker, uh, Pastor Kay Francis-Smith. He's going to come on and talk that talk about um, being debt-free and financial uh, literacy. So Mm -hmm. I'm excited about today, about uh, the guests that we have on our show. And Mm -hmm. I'm also excited because we have new music. Awesome. You know, we love our music here on Let's Chat. <laughs> Let's see where it is. Yes, we have new music. Um, 
that came in. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh, did I, I'm going to make sure I put it on here. Who is it by, Rish? New music by from Ebony Archer. You know she has a record deal now. And um, so really? she's doing a lot. And she has a new album, uh, a new single coming out. And she'll be going to the BET Awards, so she'll be giving us the BET experience. And so I'm excited. I'm so excited for what she has going on. I remember she came mm-hmm. on our show. We have three of her songs um, from when she came on our show the first time. And so we have this new one, and we are going to play that, and we will be right back. All righty.
Yes, we are back. We are back. That was the fabulous Ebony Archer. We appreciate her sending us that new music. Keep your cyber ears open and wait for that to hit you on the radio, on iTunes, on Amazon, uh, on Sirius XM. We're so excited for her here on Let's Chat. I like that, Leisha. I got, I kind of like that beat to it. You know, she has such a beautiful voice, though. She does. She really, really does. Um, and for those who d- don't know who Ebony Archer is, she is actually an up-and-coming gospel singer. Um, and we were able to have her grace our show with her presence and her music. And ever since then, you know, we've enjoyed her immensely mm-hmm. on our show. Mhm. That's just a testament to the to the richness of our archives. You know, make sure you go and check out Les Chat's archives. You can find them on um this is usually Leisha's spill, but I'm gonna see if I can get it right. <laughs> on iTunes, on iPod as a cat what is it, as a podcast. <laughs> and it'll be soon on SoundCloud. Did I get it all leash? You know, that's your specialty. <laughs> I know, you got it. Well, it is on SoundCloud, but SoundCloud is a little different. So until I really kind of know how to use SoundCloud to our advantage, I upload them on there. Um, mm-hmm. But we can only do like a few at a time just to so I learn how to work it um, till it benefits us. But actually, you could pick up and download any podcast on your phone, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. will... Um, Actually, you can stream Let's Chat from there as well. So the ladies are with you wherever you go. The ladies on Let's Chat, we're right there with you. Check us out. Absolutely. You won't be disappointed. <laughs> you don't even have to log on to Facebook anymore to get our links to our show. You can have them at the palm of your hands. We appreciate that. We want to thank our our supporters. You know, we always rep Peter Mac. Even though we do promotion for him uh, at Right and Royalty Promotions, but Peter Mac is always, always supporting us, um, and we support him as well. And that support is really what it's all about. So make sure you guys go and pick up his book, Ayana, which is his newest book that was released. Um, okay. I actually, and he actually was able to read this book, and it is different. It has a twist to it. I like. Peter Max Pen. This is normally T spill. <laughs> I like Peter Max Pen. I like the way he see. I don't really want to give it away, but the way he writes, he the way he pulled it together, it really flowed, and it gave you lots mm-hmm. of aha moments. And as a reader, that is the best part. And aha moments are, I think personally, different from cliffhangers. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Cliffhangers are more like, oh. You know, but aha moments are like, oh, okay. So Mm -hmm. I enjoy that from his pen. Mm -hmm. It's like that. I didn't see that coming. And uh, he does, you know, that's that aha moment. It's it's some surprises in there. And like Lee said, it's not a cliffhanger, but you got to stick with it. And this style of writing was different from Peter Mac. But once I got into it, it just flowed effortlessly. So make sure you pick up that Ayana the Return. And while you're over there clicking on Ayana, make sure you pick up anything else with Peter Mac's name on it. And if you want to know all about Peter, just head on over to PeterMacPresents.com 
and everywhere books are sold, that's where you can find Mr. Mac. But I hope you guys are ready for this hot, hot summer because some great reads are coming down that hot train pipe. We have Absolutely. some awesome books from Reese World Publishing, Reese. Yes, yes, we have Bloodstone, which is coming fast. It's coming soon, and it's coming fast. Um, we have uh, D.E. D. Adams. She's coming out with her new her newest book. We have mm-hmm. author Byron Carey. He is coming out with his newest book. So we're coming out with three new authors um, this summer. So I'm super excited for that for us over at Reese World Publishing. Also, I want to shout out Seven Figures Publication. That Serenity Hall is an awesome author herself, and now she is a publisher. Our first guest mm-hmm. is actually her um, author, and she has the book The Life of a Star, and that book drops June 16th. So I'm super excited for her, you know, for her, her book. I want to – I can't wait for her to come in to be able just to talk that talk with her because, you know, what we do here on the chat, that's what we do. We love it when you have authors because really authors we get to feel their passion in their pen when they when we read their books. But when it's a new mm-hmm. author and nobody really knows them, we have platforms mm-hmm. like this uh, for them to be able to come on and you can hear their passion for what they do and hear the story behind why they decided to write and mm-hmm. that in itself sends people out just by sharing their personality. Um, and this, mm-hmm. their their whole um, aura with the readers and the listeners of Let's Chat. And I appreciate all the authors that come on and, and share that time with us because that is great. And we've had readers to inbox both of us and say, you know, what's the name of that book again? Or mm-hmm. I enjoyed this author so much, you know, so I love it. I love that we get the feedback about the authors that we have on the show. And so I'm excited. We have a new author today, and we get to talk that talk with her. Absolutely. And in addition to those new authors, you know, we hit them up like we just did with Ebony with new music. So a lot of our listeners, they are benefiting from left and right. So we hope that you guys are enjoying what we bring in here on Let's Chat as well as Leisha and I because – you know, this is a great platform, and some people may not have necessarily one-clicked either music or books if they had not heard them here on Let's Chat and got to, to know them through the, the airwaves of Let's Chat and hear their passion for whatever it is that they do. Absolutely. I definitely agree with that. And we want to shout out Royal Nicole. Royal Nicole is part of Lockdown Publications. She re- They just recently revamped her Boston Up series. And it's now called Heartless Thugs and the Women They Love, which is her part three, uh, which is dropping today. So make sure you head over to Amazon. Congratulations to Ashley Nicole. She'll be on our show on next week. Also, if you're in the Atlanta area, make sure you go out and check out the Authors versus Actors Celebrity Basketball Game, which is tomorrow here in Atlanta, Georgia, from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. at Adamsville Recreation Center. It's an exciting and exciting experience to be able to, um, I think, do what you enjoy, uh, something that you enjoy to do, but for a good cause. You know, this all benefits mm-hmm. um, young ladies. Uh, it's presented by the Girls Who Brunch. This is part of their weekend tour. Tonight is their gala, um, which is their 
uh, scholarship fundraiser. And then tomorrow is the basketball game. So shout out to Nicola Mitchell, author and publisher. We if we actually had the uh, some of the authors and some of the actors on our show, so feel free to go back and check out our archives and listen to those interviews. It was really, really exciting. A lot of a lot of jive talk though. A lot of jive talk. <laughs> but you know, I said that I have met some really, really dope people in the last year. Just mm-hmm. just just the people that I have met. And it's an awesome experience to just be able to meet different people like that. Right. And and for them to just, you know, come on and grace us with their presence because time is precious and they come on and sometimes they just get so comfortable in the chat room. It's like we just sitting down having a chat and that's what it's all about. Just being comfortable, sharing your passion and just thank you for for, for just allowing less chat to come in to their world leash because they have exposed us. Some of our guests have literally been on the red carpet as they're doing their interview with the lady. Yes. And so we so appreciate you guys for that. Absolutely. And that's so true. We've had Keith Robinson on. Make sure you go out and um, check our archives for those fabulous interviews uh, with the, the celebrities that we've had on our show, authors, publishers, um, doctors, lawyers. We've been really, really blessed here on Let's Chat. We're going to take another brief break, and then we will okay. be back with our first guest um we gotta play a little bit of that georgia clay i like that song we gonna have to get xavier lewis back on the show (laughs) but i do love that song we'll be back okay busting my tail on a nine to five just to keep up try to stay alive promise my lady we gonna be all right she be crying while she praying for a better life Gotta pay the price Gotta keep trucking through the Georgia clay Gotta stay searching for a better day Gotta keep my faith to make a way Gotta get extended so the gas can pay Sweet Georgia, hold me down Keep my feet planted on solid ground From the New York coast to the Florida shine Up to the Maryland, D.C. line Back down south, red peach prime Sweet Georgia From the burden's lane, knuckles root from mistakes I made. Sweet Georgia, hold me down. Keep my feet planted on solid ground. Tell me why do I have to cry?
I'm just singing the truth. Southern truth, that strange roof. My roots run deep in this Georgia clay. Now I'm an 
another time Might need a cab lock Cause I go to war for her Fly in here Acting like nobody knows her Camera start flashing I be like that girl you blowing up I so you skating on No need I'm hating on you Louise I'm lacing on you Nothing is basic on you Smile on your face Make me say girl you so beautiful What I got in that safe That's only for me and you know
without you doing a lot of movement, you have to network, but you got to network with purpose. That means the people that you are shaking hands with, the babies you are kissing, the readers you are, you know, are interacting with, everything with, is with purpose of moving forward, taking your brand forward, taking your career forward, not moving backwards, not standing still, but moving forward to something, um, a different position, a better position at all times. We have our first guest on here, the fabulous author, Ashley Diamond. I hope I'm saying her name right. She's going to have to tell us because, you know, we could tear some names up here on the chat room. <laughs> we sure can. Okay. I'm just going to call her mm-hmm. Diamond. But we can tear a name up real bad. So I'm excited to have her in. Hey, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How about yourself? Good. Welcome to Let's Chat. Thank you. And you got it right. It's Asher D. Oh, okay, because you're not going to tear a name up. (laughs) (laughs) I can. I can tear a name up. Well, we appreciate you having time everything. to come and keep with us in the chat room on this evening. For all of those that do not know who you are, tell everybody about yourself and your literary journey. Well, uh, my name is Asher D. Diamond, and um published my first book called Life of a Star. Um, the release date is June 16th. Um, I've been writing for about 10 years, and decided to go ahead and just stop journaling and make it into an actual novel. Absolutely. Go ahead. This book has been, this book has been, welcome once again, my name is Tony, but this book has been in the works for 10 years? Um, I've been writing for 10 years, but the book has been uh, working for the last two years. Mm -hmm. Um, Just over the last year, um, I hooked up with my editor, L.J. Wilson, and she introduced me to Dorothy Hall, who was the publisher for Seven Figures Publication, who took my um, novel. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So is this your first, this is your very first novel? Yes, this is my very first novel. Um, I'm actually working on part two now. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully, after that, I want to do some collaboration with a couple of other authors and do um, a couple of other books. So I'm not going to stop here. I know that's right. You better talk that talk, honey. Now, tell us about the writing process as a new author. The process of the writing process is so different from what readers think it is. So as an author now that you've written your first book, how was that experience for uh, writing that first book? It's a lot of work. It really is. Um, Some people think that it's easy to write when it actually isn't. It takes a lot of patience, um, a lot of time and understanding, and you have to um, network with other people, especially when you're trying to get a good editor to edit your book, and um, you got to have your beta readers. Um, it, it's a lot of work. I'm going to say that um, I spent a lot of um, time writing this book where I didn't get any sleep at night <laughs> because I had mm-hmm. to get um, I had to get everything together so my editor editor could have what she needed on time. Mm-hmm. 
definitely a process, you know. So how has this experience been? So is this something that you're going to, you know, like, this is something that you're going to take on full time? I mean, what was going on in Ashley's world when she decided to say, okay, I'm going to put stop the playing and become a, an author and put my work out there? What was going on in your world to make you decide to do that? Um, well, I went through a lot of things um, in my life and a lot of experiences that I know that I can share. And um, my book is more informational to um, young young adults and older adults um, with different experiences that happen in their lives and different approach, approaches that you can take to have a better outcome. Um, I don't want readers to just read it and say, oh, my God, I feel so sorry for her, but that's not what I want. I want people to take the knowledge from it and seek out whatever help that you need in order to be a better person. Um, I started out with nothing. You know, I didn't know where this book was going to go. I was just, Uh like I said, I was doing a lot of journaling, just writing stuff down, and um, my editor, she was like, well, this is what you have to do. You have to get your outline done. You have to do this. You have to do that. I'm like, oh, my God, this is a lot, you know, but Uh in order for me to actually get the book put together and be able to say, okay, this is going to be an actual book. I have to take that time and do what needed to be done. Mm. So tell us a little bit about the book without giving away the the plot of it. Just tell us what we expect from your first novel. Um, It's it's about a, um, a young girl that grew up in the south side of Chicago. And mm-hmm. she basically was trying to find her way to success. And she had a lot of obstacles that stood in her way, but she eventually makes it there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, when you developed your character in the book, where where did you get your the passion? and the vision for that character, did that all come from personal experience or did you mix it up? Because, you know, a lot of times when people write nonfiction, I always say that's the best best kind of book because you spill tea. Like you spilling tea on people, and they like, you sure page 37 wasn't about me? No, honey, that wasn't about you. You actually did that. Girl, you didn't tell me you did that. You know, so when you got ready to put this character together, is the character based on you or is it based on just a lot of different people? It's a mix up of different people. Uh, it's not one one person. Um, a lot of it um, was fictionalized just for um, to get that plot that you need to keep it interesting. Mm-hmm. Did you get phone calls like? Um, yeah, I. <laughs> Diamond, was that me? Yeah, I, I remember I told you about that. I don't remember you telling me that. I told you, remember that happened three years ago. Oh, no, I, I, no, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had a couple of people um, just ask, well, is that Karen for me or am I in there? Because that sounds like that could have been me, you know, and I explain to them that it's, it's a coincidence, you know, nothing is <laughs> pertaining to just that one person. 
So and they bought it. Don't feel that way. <laughs> like they yeah. bought it because she <laughs> she has spilled some tea, y'all. I, I got to get my one click on. I'm on Amazon right now, waiting. Even though it's not there yet. Now, will it be available for pre-order? It's available for pre-order right now um, through mm-hmm. Seven Figure Publications. Um, they're actually accepting orders now. Um, it will be available on Amazon soon. We're still working out the little kinks with that. So um, I'm having a actual release party June 16th, and it's going to be mm-hmm. at the um, Fair Inn, Marriott, and Lombard. And that's going to be June 16th. Well, that's congratulations. That's some Thank gift you. that they can give the man in their life for Father's Day. I think that's around Father's Day weekend. It is. Yeah, it is. Father's, Father's Day is Father's Day weekend. Day. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, if we were sitting here talk uh, a year from now, we were talking about your accomplishments in 2017. What are some of the things we'll be talking about? Um, we'll talk about how successful Michael Vassar is and how all the readers are anticipating part two, which will be out um, not too much after um, part one. Okay. Plan in mind. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Now our topic uh, is networking with purpose, and you did touch on that a little bit. Can you expand because that is important for an author to be able to network. It's very important to uh, rub the elbows with the right type of people, and not just like you said, not just anybody. It has to be the right kind of people um, coming into this. Um, Arthur world. I never um, knew I would meet so many wonderful people and get a chance to experience so many different things um, as being an author. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, my editor, she's actually uh, related to me. So um, mm-hmm. being a, a author herself, she had a lot of experience to share with me and um, kind of give me, like, um, a rundown of exactly how things are going to go. So um, mm-hmm. she she was, like, really wonderful. Like, I, I can't thank her enough for, you know, everything that she's done for me to, you know, actually getting me over to Seven Figure Publication, who's actually publishing the book. So that, mm-hmm. that was a great help, a wonderful thing. Absolutely. That's we so have a important. hand up. Do you want to take – you ready to take a call? Sure. Okay. You're alive on the chat. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Um, my name is Jeff from Missouri. I really like your book. It works for a really excellent toilet paper. Kids. Okay, so we get those. That was our first one, our first little Frank call from the kids. So that was awesome. <laughs> well, thank you, caller. <laughs> I know. I know. Now, you said that your mom is ed- your family member is an editor and an author as well. Um, yes. And you were able to have that support system. How important is that support system for you? And knowing a lot of things that you know, what are a few things you would tell newer authors that were thinking about coming out um, and writing their first book? 
Um, the first thing is um, I'll let them know that you have to have patience. Um, you have to understand that everything that you write may not be what what you want or it may mm-hmm. not be um, the final draft. You know, some things mm-hmm. have tweaked and um, perfect, you know, because you don't want to just write anything and think that that's it. You know, you have to have people to go over your work um, to make sure, you know, you get all those kinks out and misspellings and double words, you know. So it, mm-hmm. it does take, take a lot of time and patience. Um, also, don't be afraid to, you know, put yourself out there. You know, I started out um, with, I have a book page that's linked to Facebook. I started there. I'll just start posting um, small excerpts from the book and just having people read them and, you know, just getting a lot of feedback. Um, You're not going to like all the feedback. Some people may not like it. Some people Mm -hmm. may try to bash you for what you're doing, but um, just never give up. You know, if this is something Mm -hmm. that you really want, just never give up and just keep going until you get your dream, you reach Mm -hmm. your dream. Absolutely. I'm so glad. It Mm -hmm. is because we always talk about reviews and we talk about one-star and two-star reviews. And a lot of newer authors, they get wrapped up in the reviews and they get really, you know, upset. Oh, I got one star. Mm -hmm. But this is the thing. Why did you get the one star? Now, if you got one star, if you got two stars, you got three stars because they're mad because you broke up Susie and Charlie, or Charlie is dating Francesca now, and they got a problem with that, that means that you did your job. Your job as an author is to put them in their feelings by the time they close that book. And if they're using your reviews as a message board, you did your job. As a reader, if it's an author that I've never read before, I look at the one-star reviews first because you're going to get five-star reviews from everybody you know. Um, Cash always would say, your first 25-star reviews are family and friends. So I want the one-star reviews. I want to see why did the author get one star. And as soon as I hear, I just don't like the way the book ended, I'm going to read it because I want to know you got this person in their feelings, and I want to be in my feelings too. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because then you know that's from a true reader that really read it and not just because <laughs> they knew the author. <laughs> exactly. 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 Mm-hmm. Now, as an author, though, how do you juggle everything? Because, like you said, it is a lot of, a lot goes into writing a book. A lot is required of you. A lot of time is taken into putting a book together. How do you balance just your life, your responsibilities, work, and writing all at the same time? I'm going to say it it takes a lot out of me. Um, Like I said, I spent a lot of nights um, where I didn't go to bed to really late. But I have drive and ambition to get things done. So I'm not going to sleep until I know that I finished what I needed to get done. Um, so you have mm-hmm. to have that drive and ambition to keep going and, you know, reach, get those goals taken care of, get those tasks handled before the next day. Um, mm-hmm. Besides from publishing, um, besides this book, I have a full-time job 
I do have family, and I'm also a part-time tax preparer. So the beginning of this year was really difficult for me, but I made it happen. Made it happen. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's a lot going on, definitely. And yeah. this is Tony. That is a lot going on, right, Lise? But what has been the one thing that you didn't expect when you first started out to publish this book that um, took you by surprise? Um, I'm going to say um, all the beginning work that has to get done, um, the outline and doing the um, character reviews, um, just it was more details that had to get filled in than I didn't actually think that I would have to do. So mm-hmm. being a person that likes to be very detail-oriented, it was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, well, I, I know that I can do this, you know. So you have mm-hmm. to really understand um, that you're going to spend a lot of time um, trying to be very precise about everything that you're writing so it makes sense and it follows the mm-hmm. pattern. Mm, that's important. Absolutely. Too. I'm glad that you said that too because a lot of authors don't know that when you write a book, before you even take it to a publisher, even before you even uh, publish it if you do self-publishing, it's more than just writing it and putting it out. You have to polish that book before you actually send it to the editor. And that's that's a long process in itself. Once you've written it and gotten it out your head, that's like throwing up on paper. But to go back and actually add that detail, you know, talk about these characters, thoughts, you know, thoughts that you never even thought you would have. You're like, well, I don't know. I got to give her all of this. I just said her name was Carol. And she was from the hood, you know. So now you got to give Carol a whole person. You got to make her a person. You got to give her a voice. She has to be able to speak outside of uh, and stand out uh, from the pages. Mm-hmm. And as as an author, a new author, how I mean, how did you like go through that? Did you get like a little uh, writer's block in some um, instances? And if you did, how did you to handle that? process when you got the block of being able to create? Um, I came across that a lot, um, just trying to uh, make the person interesting. That's one thing that you, you want to do. You want to keep the person interesting so they care, the character does stand out. You don't want it to be a boring person, you know. So uh-huh. um, I would actually go back and read other people's books and, you know, take something from that to build on my characters as well. So it it does happen, you know, where you just get to a point where you're like, okay, that person sounds like that person as well. You don't want to have two people sounding alike. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'll just go out and just start reading other people's books and take a little bit from that person. Like, okay, yeah, that'll fit well with this person as well. So, that's what I would do. Mm-hmm. Well, we are so happy that you have put your pen to paper and have published it. And uh, I'm sure our listeners, as well as we, are waiting, uh, anxiously awaiting for it to be released on June 16th. And if you're interested in pre-ordering, head on over there to Amazon and check her out. And when you do read it, don't forget to leave reviews. Reviews are so important because it helps us as readers also know whether we want to one-click that book. So thank you so much for, for 
getting your work published. But I'm going to ask a fun question, Ashley, before you leave the chat room. And once again, thank you so much thank you. for joining us. My fun question for you is, if you could trade places with any other person for a week, famous or not, living or dead, real or fictional, who would it be? Oh. Um, it, can, it can even be a character in a book that you once read. That would be interesting. <laughs> oh, let's see. Well, that's a lot of people that I would like to trade places with, so I can't mm-hmm. um, pick just one. But uh, one of my favorite. Um, writers is Maya Angelou. Uh, ah. She's she's a very strong woman, and all her words um, and her poems are strong. I actually have a tattoo of her and one of her sayings, and mm-hmm. it it fits me. It made me um, feel more strong, you know, by wearing the words that she's spoken and. Mm-hmm. Um, just overall, she's just she's a beautiful woman. I, I like I said, I love everything that she's ever put out there, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the reason why I her because of she's because she's a very strong woman. Mm, that's a good choice. I love yeah. it. Yeah, I like that. We appreciate you coming to kick it with us in the chat room. You are always welcome. When your book drops, make sure you tag us so that we can share it. Um, on our social media pages as well. Before you go, shout out right. your social media uh, so that if people want to contact and connect with you, they can. Um, you can reach me on Facebook at LaCale Diamond. Um, I also have a book page, which is Asher D. Diamond. Instagram, Life of a Star 69. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. Oh, we appreciate you. you. Yes. And enjoy the rest of your evening. Thanks again for joining us. Thank you. You as well. Okay. Good night. Good night. Bye-bye. I love when new authors come on. We get to have their experiences uh, firsthand because Mm -hmm. writing the book is really, really It is a difficult task if you don't have the right support and guidance. And our next guest is the fabulous author and publisher, Tamika Newhouse, who has helped many be able to put out their first book. She's going to come on here and talk talk about AANBC's 2017. Hey, Tamika, how are you? Hello, ladies. Hey, how How are you? you? I'm good, beautiful. How are you? Good. Thanks for I do apologize for if you guys hear noise in the background. I do apologize. I'm currently supporting one of my best friends and philanthropist, Nicola, Nicola Mitchell. She's doing our tutus and tennis shoes fundraiser. So we're about to party in a minute. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. We appreciate you being able to take time out and come and kick it with us. Tell us what we have in store this year for the AANBC Awards. Oh, well, the AANBC well, Awards is um, going to this ninth year. Um, it's we have a full weekend. This year we actually have like eight eight awards um that we're doing. And um mm-hmm. it's going to be socials, we're going, we're starting with a book bash, we're gonna have book signings, we're honoring the great Nikki Giovanni as well as Miss Terry Woods. 
um, it's going to be a, a, a dope event. And so what we also do, we added on a pitch session where people can gain access to producers and filmmakers and actually pitch their work to be picked up. So that was another oh. element that we wanted to attach, and we call it Access to Hollywood. So it's, um, it's a lot that's going on. Wow, that sounds awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. That's I'm excited. Different. And we're yes. already like and what's now, crazy is we're already planning year ten because that's the big year. So we're bringing out the guns next year. We're talking about B and A list actors and filmmakers and things like that. It's gonna be awesome. Now oh, putting on already a year ahead. <laughs> Absolutely. Now putting on an event of this magnitude. I did my eat my eat and greet which you participated in as a featured author this year. So and it is a process putting on an event. Uh, and mine was a small event. So tell us what goes into putting together, like, a big, large event such as the AABC oh. Awards. First of all, it takes about a year to plan an event of that magnitude, especially where it's more than 200 people. Um, and then I take it a step further and do several small events geared around it to make it more intimate um, and to make it personable and where art is really maximized on the reach that we create. The difference between AANBC and a lot of other events is we create opportunities. So not only do we want artists to come out and sign and to mingle, we're going to put you in a room with people that create opportunities for you. For me, that that is the purpose of traveling. So that's one of the reasons why I wanted to add on the Access to Hollywood. It takes a lot. Um, my writing career suffers. Uh, my publishing um my publishing endeavors suffer, although that's not really my main focus anymore, but a lot of other things really suffer because an event of this magnitude and just creating a whole weekend takes up a lot of time and energy, and you got to be really focused on it. So it, it, it takes a lot. It takes a lot of dedication as well. Mm-hmm. Wow. Did you ever think nine years ago where you are today that it would be this large? Yes, I actually did, and I know that may sound cocky, but everything that I do, I speak into existence, and I have an overall vision on where I want it to go. Um, and even now, um, I visualize and I see it even bigger. I've even talked with several networks to actually televise it because there's really nothing like this on TV, and that's where I see it going. And um, that's why I consistently work at that um, on a daily basis. So um, ironically, yes, when I first started it, I did see it being like a red carpet event, Social um, with celebrities and things they involved on the level it is now, and now that it's there, I actually visualize it seeing it differently and, and bigger, and more of a respected um, organization all the way around. So yeah, anything mm-hmm. I do, I, I put 110 percent in it. The difference between me and other people is well, I'm not in it for the money. The money comes along the way, but I'm in it to create legacies for other people. So mm-hmm. that's all it's about. That's all it's about is giving back. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, our topic today is next. Go ahead, C. Sorry. No, I was going to say, for our listeners that may not be aware of what exactly we're talking about, can you just let them know what uh, AAMBC is and how it, the purpose behind establishing it? Yes. So AAMBC stands for African Americans on the Move Book Club. So basically it was a literary movement I started when I was 20 years old. I wanted to expose the unknown writer. When I created the award show, I was disappointed in the fact that a lot of these unknown writers, and there were hundreds of them, were not being praised or acknowledged for their work and their endeavors. So I decided upon myself to create that platform, and each year I kind of took the step of building it further and further and further. So it's like our black literary Grammys, exactly what you see on TV, from the Grammys, the NAACP Image Awards, 
to the Trumpet Awards, to um, um, the Billboard Awards. We have performances. We have the trophy models. We have the tributes. We bring in the celebrities. We bring in the professional bloggers and the magazine editors. We even have the editor of Essence coming, which is kind of mind-blowing because, of course, I grew up reading Essence. So it's just mm-hmm. – um, it, 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 for, for those who do not know, it's not for you to come out and look pretty and take pictures on the red carpet. It's for you to come out and socialize and connect with your fellow literary artists and, of course, create those connections. Because if you're really serious about your, your writing career, you want to expand it. You want to stay relevant. So be in the mix. Coming where there's where we're celebrating each other is positive energy, and it's all about us and our creations. Like we came to this country forbidden to read. And now mm-hmm. it's thousands of us writing. That's a celebration in itself. So Absolutely. I'm not about the negativity. I'm all about just encouraging um, and having fun with it and just creating opportunities, you know. So my blessings come from giving to others, basically. Absolutely. And that's why I enjoy, and Tony and I, we enjoy coming to the AAMBC Awards. Uh, Tony won't be there this year, but I will be there this year. So I'm excited oh, for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Make sure y'all there for your team because when I start dropping out these names on who's going to be there, y'all gonna want your VIP tickets early because I'm gonna make sure that the VIP the VIP ticket amount is not going to be like unlimited. It's going to we're gonna kind of shut that, kind of make that a little bit more exclusive because when it comes to these these A lists, they do really do have the connection and sometimes people don't know how to you know act right. You know how you you know mm-hmm. you're supposed to act right. You know, so right. Exactly. Uh, right. next year, right. you know, we we trying to take it to a whole another level. So like we're we're really trying to hone in on what this is ultimately supposed to be, which is the premier um, award season for Black literary creators. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, our topic today is networking. <laughs> yes, our topic today is networking with purpose. Can you drop some jewels? You've been in the industry so long. You've put uh, helped a lot of newer authors come through the industry. Can you talk a little bit real quick? I know you got to go about networking, but making sure you're doing it with purpose. Um, I'm sorry. Someone was talking to me in the background. Um, reiterate the question for me once again because I'm about to present. So to, uh, most people were talking to me, so I do apologize. Ask me one more time. <laughs> That's okay. We're talking about networking with purpose. Can you drop a few jewels on authors that are up and coming uh, on networking and making sure they're doing it with purpose? Yes. Okay. So my thing is, is you're not supposed to travel to be a salesman. You traveling to sell a book and earn $10, that's pointless. Your money can only go so far, but a connection that can um, benefit long-term and put you in a position to make more money and more money or make more connections, that's what it's all about. So I'm always consistently, even now, like my, I've made it an effort to be out of my house at least three days after week, to be out there networking, shaking hands, seeing what people are doing, being direct, being personable, because that's where it's going to matter, where people recognize you, people know what you're doing, and opportunities are going to be created within that. But I never encourage artists, like even when I book bash, I book bash, of course, artists can sell books, but that's not the purpose of the book bash. We want you to make money and kind of reap, you know, your Vinny money back at the same time. We're implementing media in the room with you. Last year, we even implemented um, um, a movie uh, screening 
where there were filmmakers and editors and casting directors and all that was in the same room with you. If we're going to put you in the room with these people, maximize that. That's more than what you spent on your vending booth. But authors do not think like that. They really don't. So I'm, I'm trying to get artists to expand their what, what they are known to and what they're prone to because trying to sell 10 books to make $100, what is it going to do? And then if the person reads the book or don't read it, what is that going to do? You know, so you, you want to build your connections. You want to build a fan base, and you want to maximize your reach. So being out there, shaking hands and networking and seeing what people are doing and how that works for you, that is key. But you got to get from behind the computer, which is why I don't downplay publishing an ebook author, but how far is that going to get to? How long are you going to do that? Because you see, when even I, when I came into the game, ebooks wasn't here. Ten years from now, the game may be totally different. And then what? It's always evolving. It's always changing. So don't be one-dimensional. Do it both. Do it all. Absolutely. You better talk that talk to make a new house. I know I'm that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you got to tell me. Yeah, I mean, they don't like me because I be people. speaking the truth. <laughs> You got to come through for the people. You got to give the people the information because they got to know mm-hmm. these things out here. And I'm glad that you were able to stop what you were doing, take a brief moment, and come and kick it with us here in the chat room. We so appreciate you. You know we do. Mm-hmm. I, I always appreciate when you ladies support me, um, even when it comes to my own literary works. You know, if the Lord says the same, I'm going to be putting out more of my own personal books. And it's going to be a lot of great things that are going to be rolling out and coming to fruition. So I'm definitely keeping an eye out on those who are extremely humble and who just support wholeheartedly for no reason at all. Those are the ones mm-hmm. that I think is definitely going to bless first. Well, that's what we do here on Let's Chat. We support and we so appreciate you, like Lisa said, for spending some time with us this evening and sharing your jewels with us and our listeners. Thank you so much, ladies. And for those, if you want to come, the Amos Awards is June 10th, where it's a whole weekend. It starts on the 9th all the way up to the 11th. It will be in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, go to aanbcawards.com. Click on tickets. You can either get um, bundle deals or you can buy individual tickets. Uh, we still have some vending. Well, yeah, we may have some vending tables still open and available. But make sure that you come and attend network. Um, socialize and see what opportunities have come. Do not come in empty handed, come with some postcards or some business cards and just come out and have fun and see what can happen. Awesome. And free books. So much. This is an event where other people are I'm just saying, this is an event where you're going to have people that already have a fan base so it's going to be readers on top of readers on top of readers bring a couple of your books or or create like a a pamphlet not a pamphlet but like a short book or maybe the first three chapters something that you can give Mm -hmm. away and share your work with all of these different readers that are going to be at this uh fabulous weekend here in Atlanta Georgia Mm-hmm. Well, we appreciate you, Tamika. We know you are strapped for time. Thank you for always coming through when the chat calls, and I will see you in a couple of weeks. All right, my lady. Thank you, beautiful. Bye bye. Thank All you. Right. Okay, bye bye. I love it. I love when when I just love the connections that we have. When I said earlier in the show, if you're just tuning in, this is Let's Chat. I am Miss Leisha. You know I got my right hand and sometimes my left, the fabulous Miss Tony. Tonight we're talking that talk about networking with purpose. We have two fabulous guests. If you missed their interviews, no worries. Just head over to our archives here on blogtalk.com or on iTunes and check them out. But 
I mentioned earlier in the show that in the last year I have really met some dope people. I'm always mm-hmm. out networking, and I'm always out networking with purpose. I'm always meeting people not just to meet them. You know what I'm saying? I'm always mm-hmm. meeting whether they are magazine execs, whether they are actors, whether dependent, you know, whatever they're doing, it's always with purpose that I'm meeting new people. And I have met some mm-hmm. very dope people in the last year. I will say that. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Those, that's that network and con- making connections. Absolutely. And, we are coming out more. Uh, let's chat. If you want to see the ladies of us chat, we are coming to different events more and more. Next year we'll be at more events. This is our second year coming out, going to different events this year. We went to an event in Detroit, uh, which was back in May, and our next event is the Atlanta Kickback, which is in July, July 22nd. So if you want to come and kick it with the ladies of us chat, make sure you come out to the Atlanta Kickback. July 22nd, make sure you stop at our table and say hey. Absolutely. (laughs) Now we're going to take a brief break before our next guest comes into the chat room. We're gonna we're doing an Ebony Archer shout out uh, for those who are just listening. Ebony Arthur Archer is an up and coming gospel artist, and she sent us some new music. So we are going to play um, some of her songs that we have. Okay. Discouraged to tell you this, but just have a power. 
are now tuned in to the mother uh, greatest. Yes, this is Les Chatting. I'm Miss Felicia. I got my right hand and sometimes my left, the fabulous Miss Tony. We are talking that talk up today about networking with purpose. If you are just tuning in, we have two fabulous guests, author and publisher Tamika Newhouse and debut author Asher D. Diamond. Our next guest will be financial wellness financial wellness specialist and motivational speaker, Pastor K. Francis. Myth. I'm excited for what he has to share about his 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 the, the company FES, as well as giving us that financial literacy that a lot of times I think that we miss. You know what I'm saying, uh-huh. T? Like, if you uh-huh. think about like in school, a lot of stuff we don't know, and sometimes if parents don't know, they don't share with their kids, and so then we just grow up illiterate to finances. Right. That's so true. And today, more so than ever, finances need to be in order and pretty much on point. So, And it's it's never too late to learn how to manage your finances, and it's never too early as well. So you have all different realms, and no matter where you are in that avenue, learning about your finances, because retirement it can be here before you know it, and you want to be financially sound so you can retire and enjoy your retirement. Because a lot of people, Leash, once they retire from work, it's like, what do I do now? I can't do this. I can't do that. But you want to be able to, even if possible, retire early and enjoy and travel and just get to do the things that you want to do now. So financial freedom is what I always aspire for. Absolutely, and being able to protect yourself. A lot of people um, don't know about protecting their credit or maintaining their credit or make sure and making sure that their credit is on point, making sure that they're protecting mm-hmm. themselves from identity theft. You know, that's on the rise. And there are things mm-hmm. that you can do to protect yourself, whether it's then there's also um, student loans. Student loans are also debt. You know what I'm saying? So all of these things we get into, we want certain things. We want houses. We want cars. We want to go places. We want to do all of these things. But a lot of things that we take for granted are those key components in making sure we're able to live our life to the fullest, as we would think. Mm -hmm. Right. And sometimes if you can catch those financial wisdoms early, it can make do wonders for you if you start at the right time and it's never but it's never too late but you just got to get started and just don't take this time for granted because time is something that you just cannot get back once it's gone absolutely and i think the ones that really benefit from um, financial literacy and just understanding about protecting their credit and maintaining it are the young you know, because when you're mm-hmm. in college, you're struggling, you got credit cards, you know, the credit cards, as soon as you turn 18, you get mail. I got mail, yep. American Express <laughs> wants to give you a card. You know what I'm saying? And so you're excited. Mm-hmm. But it's also right. frustrating because when you get in your 20s, it's certain things that you want, then they tell you you don't have enough credit. You know, and so all of that comes, it's a process. Building it is a process. You know, it's its kind of like um, an egg. You know, bird has the egg, you got to sit on the egg. The egg's got to hatch first. So it has to be mm-hmm. sat on and kept warm. 
for a certain mm-hmm. amount of time. And that's what you have to do with your credit. You have to baby it. You have to nurture it. You have to build it. You have to grow it. Um, mm-hmm. You have to water it all the time, making sure that you're having healthy things um, on your credit report, making mm-hmm. sure that you know what to do, when to do. You know, it's not that you can pay everything on time, you know, but mm-hmm. knowing what you need to pay and how you need mm-hmm. to do it and, and to protect yourself. Some people, I remember when um I first got married, our biggest thing was he never paid. I always paid the full past due balance because I worked at DTE, which was the, mm-hmm. it's the electric company in Detroit. And what happens is they report your credit every 30 days, like mm-hmm. it's revolving like clockwork. And so if you didn't pay that past due balance completely, they reported you as delinquent for that next month. So mm-hmm. I got into the habit of making sure that the past due balance was always paid, but he didn't do that. He only paid mm-hmm. like a half of the past due. And that it just <laughs> irked me because I'm like, you got to pay the whole thing, man. But it's just a practice and it's learning and it's the experience. And I wouldn't have known if I wouldn't have been put into a position to learn and understand why this is important. It's so important, Leash. And, uh, you know, and it's just once you get into the habit, it just comes naturally. Like with you wanting to pay it all off, it's just a natural experience, but you got to start. You have to start. It's like going to the gym. Oh, I gotta go to the gym, but once you get into it and you make it a, a, a regular practice, it's like clockwork. It's just automatic. So you gotta start with those finances early, and be consistent. And uh, don't take it for granted, cause credit, good credit, is hard to come by. If once you mess it up, it takes a lot to try to fix it up and get it back where you want it to be. Absolutely. And so we have the fabulous Pastor K. Francis Smith to come and talk that talk with us about. F-E-S. Okay. Hey, how are you? Welcome to Can you hear it? Is your phone on mute? I'm here. Hello? Welcome. Hey, how are you? We are well. We are well. Now, before you start dropping jewels and schooling us, on our financial wellness. Tell everybody a little bit about yourself and and just your journey itself. All right. Well, I am uh, Pastor K. Francis Smith, and I pastor an awesome church in Conyers, Georgia, called Kingdom Builders. Uh, And the church, I've been pastoring that church for 12 years, and uh, it's a beautiful church. got a couple thousand members out there, and we started in Decatur, and we did that church in Conyers as a second location. And as a second location, it really started taking off, and we were excited about it. Um, it's been a blessing to a lot of people. We see people get saved every week, and it's really all about transformation. And we've been uh, to see a lot of people's lives change over the course of those 12 years. And uh, we just decided uh, to pray about God moving us into one place, so we prayed about it, and we ended up in Conyers exclusively, and it has been an absolute blessing. Uh, so my wife and I, we're working on 20 years of marriage, and I got a, a five kids and a few grandkids, and it's just a beautiful journey. And um, I just love to help people. My big deal in life is I told God 23 years ago, Lord, 
as long as it has something to do with helping people, and I know you're in it, I will be a part of it. So that's that's kind of my story. I'm from Boston, Massachusetts. I came to Atlanta back in 2002 just to serve in ministry and help out, and as God would have it, I ended up pastoring, starting a church with about 35 people, and then we end up with a couple thousand people. Here we are 12 years later, and it's a great journey. It's just a great journey. That's awesome. Yeah, so the financial education services came as a result of a financial growth journey that we were on as a ministry. We were literally um, on a financial growth journey just to help people in four areas of finance. One was uh, credit. Another one was budgeting. The other one was home ownership, and the fourth one was entrepreneurship, just taking control of your time and your financial destiny. So once we did that, we found some vehicles, but most of them ran pretty pretty slowly. And then um, uh, one of our partners said, hey, Pastor, have you considered FES, Financial Education Services? And I said, well, mm-hmm. I've heard of it, but I'll take a look at it again. So I looked at it. And I learned about what it was, and I said, you know what, this would work perfectly for our financial growth journey, and the rest is history, which I'll be sharing with you uh, right in a minute. Because there were some people that got involved with financial education services, and in their first 30 days of service had 17 student loans deleted from their credit report. Wow. Yeah, we had another young yeah, another young lady in her first 30 days of service. She had her bankruptcy deleted. Uh, and uh, from her credit report, another guy uh, last month had a foreclosure, two repossessions, and his child support deleted from his uh, credit report. And I'll be sharing why in a little while uh, because it's a lot easier than you think because knowledge is power and ignorance is very expensive. That's for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, mm-hmm. When you brought FES into the church, was it like a con- it, it felt like confirmation um, for you and your wife in the direction you guys wanted to go to go to? Um, is that correct? Yes, absolutely. It was confirmation now, because it fit. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, I'm listening. I'll I'll I'll, I'll answer whatever you ask. No, no, because we're going on the same direction. So. I wanted to say why it was confirmation because I always think that whatever you're doing in life, whatever your vision is, God, he's already spoke to you about it, but he's going to give you confirmation on it as you go through life. And a lot of times people don't think about that. They don't think about the fact that people come in and out of your past for a reason. And a lot of that is to confirm some of the things you already know. So just talk about how that confirmation worked for you. Okay. So the confirmation. The confirmation was kind of one of those deals where we th- this was introduced to me uh, over two years ago, and what happened was the timing wasn't right for me. I just didn't I didn't see it, and it wasn't it didn't resonate, and there was no confirmation. However, this time when it was introduced, what happened was I really knew that hey, you know what, we're in this financial growth journey. It's one of those things that uh. Literally, it's the time for it, and I knew it was the time for it. And, you know, mm-hmm. you can sense when it's the time for something, and I said, you know what, I'm going to go for it. And and hesitant as I was, but the, the great thing was that we had that Saturday. We had the Saturday program, so it was a good pilot for it. 
think the mic's different from the other way. So, yeah, so the reality is once we did it, uh, we really just presented it for services. We weren't presenting it for um, – we weren't presenting it for the business opportunity. We were presenting it for services. So once we presented the services before people, they were really, like, taken aback, and they were like, wow, thin line. And there was a line of, like, 50 people signing up for the services. And then there were other about another 20 people who were looking for the business uh, opportunity. So the great thing about that was there are some people who were literally volunteers in church who now make one to 2000 with the business opportunity as well as their credit gets cleaned up uh, in the process. So I've seen people in 90 days, their credit score go up 236 points as a result of this. So I've got people who are literally in the 400s. One gentleman, he couldn't even, all of his real estate he owns outright. He has no, no mortgages, but he couldn't even get a loan on his own real estate. Well, now guess what? He's in the 700s in a matter of a few months, and now he can get whatever he wants. He just uh-huh. opened up his third, his third business. So that's the kind wow. of empowerment we're talking about. Yeah, so we're, we're really empowering people. Another young lady, she got in the business opportunity. Today she texted me. She cleaned out her desk as a teacher for the last time because she's not renewing her contract because she's now firing her job because she's found out what she really wants to do is help empower people financially and help them create a brighter future for themselves and take control of their destiny. So she's doing it full time. Now, needless Uh to say, she's about an 800 credit score as well. So this is one of those Uh opportunities that helps you get clean. It just helps you clean up your credit. The truth of the matter is Uh it's really been around since 2004. That's when Mike Toloff and Paramel Nyack started the company back in 2004. But for 10 years, they were the only two um, agents. So for 10 years, they were the only two agents. Pardon me, there's a fire truck. But for the first 10 years, they were the only two agents. But then after a while, they decided to bring in an engineer named Greg Ammerman, and he taught them how to create this um, this compensation plan, which is a an awesome plan, but it's really so that they could have like 100,000 agents. So right now we've got about 14,000 agents, which means we're helping a lot of people clean up their credit because those three numbers mean a lot more than people give them credit for. Nowadays your credit can affect your insurance premiums. I mean, you go to get insurance, they're pulling your credit. You go to get a job, they're pulling your credit. You go to get an apartment, they're pulling your credit. It's like credit is so involved in your life that you have to be conscious of those three digits. It means so much today and so much more than it ever meant before. So you can't go out and buy a house unless you got cash, unless you, you have good credit. So that's kind of where that is, and we're really uh, trying to help people open their eyes. And, and particularly in the kingdom, we've taught about Jesus, and we've helped people become free, even emotionally and mentally and spiritually free. But one of the biggest challenges we were having was helping people get financially free. So this has mm-hmm. helped me. To, to really open up that area. So I've got a young man, for instance, who I helped get off drugs. Seven years ago, he came into our church. He was on drugs. He actually, we let him live in our home, got him off drugs, mm-hmm. helped him. He found his wife in the church, powerful man of God. Um, I ordained him for ministry, licensed him for ministry, 
But for the past seven to nine years, I've been trying to help him figure out how he can get free financially. Well, guess what? I introduced him to the world of credit restoration, and now he's on the path to home ownership. He's about to buy a house this month, which helps empower him, empower his family. And now he's getting into ownership versus renting. You follow what I'm saying? So it really is it's helped me to help the people get free in a different kind of way. And it's helped them become mm-hmm. conscious in a different type of way. So that's kind of some of what it's been doing. You know, people think that uh, TransUnion, Experian, and Equifax, these these uh, credit bureaus, have governmental authority, and they really don't. They're really just third-party companies that make billions of dollars selling our information to potential creditors. Isn't that amazing? They make money mm-hmm. selling our information and they really don't even have to report anything. So that, to me, that's amazing because we feel like they're the government. You almost feel like you're lying to God by saying, I don't own these accounts, when the reality is they really shouldn't even be reporting your information to anyone because they're just third-party companies who grab your information and sell it to someone else for a profit. Uh-huh. Absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up because when they sell it to somebody else, the other person might have only bought it for $50, but then they're going to ask you for $350. Correct. Correct. And not only that, some people think that because you pay a debt off, that it gets removed from your credit report, when it actually doesn't. Just because you pay a debt does not mean it comes off of your credit report. Some people feel like after seven years, this this entry is going to automatically just fall off your credit report? It's not. You've got to take action. And with financial education services, we use United Credit Education Services, and what we do is we use the Fair Credit Reporting Act of 1971, and the Fair Credit Reporting Act of 1971 says if there's any errone- er- erroneous information or if there's any falsified information or inaccurate data on your credit report, these credit bureaus have 30 days to prove that this this information is accurate, and if it's not 100% accurate, they can't, they have to remove it. So I like to say it this way. If they can't prove it, they must remove it, okay? So they've got that opportunity to prove it, but if they can't, guess what? They've got to remove that thing from your credit report, all right? So that, that credit, that credit uh, restoration product, that um, financial education services offers is second to none, and I do mean second to none. It really, it really can help change somebody's life if they're open to the reality of I have to take charge of my financial life. I have to take charge of my financial future, and I can't leave anything to chance because the truth be told, people will take advantage of you if you allow them to. So it's mm-hmm. my job to help people with that. Credit is like uh-huh. a vital sign. Once you get to credit, if you come into a room, we've learned that a 600 in anything is not good, okay? But if you come into a room with an 800 credit score, you can pretty much get whatever you want. You don't even have to spend your own money. I mean, let's face it, the name of the game is other people's money. So why would you spend your money when you can spend someone else's money, right? Think yeah. about this. Think about this. Instead of spending your money on groceries, what you really ought to do is get you some credit cards and whatever you would spend cash on, use credit cards for it. 
and then after you use the credit cards for it, then use your money, your cash, or your debit card to pay those credit cards up. After a while, guess what? You've amassed good enough credit that they'll extend your credit limit and give you more money, right? And then your limits mm-hmm. are higher, and then guess what happens? You can go ahead and you can start investing. So let's say you go out, and after about six months to a year, you're paying whatever you would pay for cash with credit cards, and then after that, you go in and you pay that credit card off with cash or your debit card or whatever it is, and then what happens after a while is you'll have thirty, forty thousand dollars credit limits. Now you get a friend that comes and says, "Hey, I've got this awesome opportunity," or you come into an investment opportunity where you need twenty-five thousand dollars down. You don't even have to use your liquid; you can use credit. You follow me? And now you just got into a, you've just got into an awesome opportunity on credit, and all you did was leverage your credit using cash, but using credit limits to do it. So you want to have four or five credit cards, and you're just using them for gas. You're using them uh, for rental cars when you go out of town or something like that. Or you're using those to pay your utilities. You know, you're using them to pay for groceries, and you're using those. Uh, uh, and you got you got to be careful about the interest rates on those as well. Mm-hmm. You don't want to wow. pay the minimum. You don't want to pay your minimum on your credit cards. When you get credit cards, you want to mess around and pay that thing, but you don't want it to go over 25% usage. And if it does, go ahead and pay it off quickly because what they're going to look at is your average balance on credit cards. It's not like mm-hmm. they're going to say, hey, you've got zero now. They're going to say, here's the average usage that you have. You had it up to 95%. You came brought it down to 25%. The average of that is about, you know, 45%. They're going to average it out. So you want to be careful how much you use, the percentage of credit that you use. So you use it like you would use cash, but make sure that by the end of the week you want to have that thing paid down, and you always want to make sure you know when your credit when your creditor reports to the credit bureaus. That way, by the time they report, by the time they report, you want to make sure that you've already paid it down as close to zero as you can be by the time they report. You follow me? Uh-huh. So if you know that, that uh, J.C. Penny, if, if you, I wouldn't even use them, but let's just say if you know that your Visa card uh, or your, your, your Delta uh, SkyMiles card reports every month on the 9th, by the 6th or the 7th, you want to have that paid down and don't even use it till after they report. Oh. That would be you see what I'm saying? That way it looks good for you. It looks good for you when they report because they're not reporting every day. They report only certain times. So each card reports at a certain time, but your bureau also reports at a certain time. They kind of try to accumulate data, and they report at a certain time. So you can literally call your bureau. You can call your credit card companies or your creditors and find out when they report, and you can get that information. Yeah. Now, Pastor Smith, this I want to just – this is Tony. Once again, thank you for joining us. I just want to go back hey, a little bit on uh, on and ask about the services that you talked about just a little bit ago and what they are pertaining to personal as well as business. Okay, so the, here's what we've got. With this protection plan membership, and I like to call this – it's a protection plan membership, but I like for people to think of this as the police force of their financial – future. 
this is what we guard against because think about this. We've learned safety first as we were little kids. When your mama taught you about crossing the street, she told you to do what before you cross the street? Look both ways. Look both ways. That's right. You got to look both ways. Safety first. You've learned that. Even when you go to buy a car, before you can drive that car off the lot, you got to have what? Insurance. They're not going to let you drive off the lot without it. Why? Safety first. We've learned that in so many areas, but when it comes to finances, we'll get out here and spend all of our money. We'll have credit. We won't protect it. Well, this protection plan membership is called protection plan because it's about safety first. So what we've got is credit restoration, number one. Credit restoration Uh is what I've been talking to you about. That's where we go in there and we fight all of those negative inquiries, those negative entries. That means student loan debt. That means foreclosures, late payments. That means evictions, child support, any inquiries, any hard pulls. We're going after everything, student loans, tax liens. All of that stuff can be deleted using the Fair Credit Reporting Act of 1971. So that's the credit restoration. We also do the credit builder. The credit builder is where we recommend certain trade lines to boost your credit score. We might recommend a secured credit card or something along those lines just to boost your credit score and to get you higher. Mm-hmm. Okay, so but has there been any, any instances where you have not been able to help someone achieve the success that you've been sharing with us this evening? No, there's a satisfaction guarantee. So much so that we've really? got the credit builder. Yes, we've got credit builder. We've got LifeLock. LifeLock is number one in identity theft. Identity theft is the fastest growing crime in America. Someone goes out and they go and commit a crime in, in Tony's name. Guess what? Tony gets pulled over for a broken taillight. They take Tony to jail, and now Tony is guilty until proven innocent. Well, not with LifeLock. Oh. With LifeLock, once your once your social security number or your driver's license number is used is used, um, or there's any irregular activity, don't let it go, is used, Uh then guess what? You'll get a notification, and that will be dealt with right on the spot. So there's LifeLock, there's Debt Zero, and the Debt Zero is a budgeting tool where you put all of your uh, pertinent financial data into the uh, database, and, and what happens is it gives you a plan on how to pay your bills the priorities, what you should get rid of, and it gives you an estimated date of when you'll be out of debt. We also have the My Care Plan, which is the will, the trust, and the power of attorney. That's a big deal because most people don't have a will. They don't even think it's important to have a will. So they end up, and it's a sad thing, but not even having a will. They don't have a trust. They don't even know what a trust is. So if somebody comes after you and they want to get to your belongings, and you have a trust, guess what? They cannot even get to your belongings because it's in a trust. And then we do a lockbox. The financial lockbox is where you store all of your pertinent financial information, and in the event of your demise, your heir Mm -hmm. gets a notification telling them where your IRA is, your mutual funds, where your life insurance policies are, your savings, deeds to the house, car note or car title is, and they don't have to do this treasure hunt that you go through. When somebody, you know, dies, you got to look for this treasure hunt, find out where the life insurance is, if they have any bank accounts, do they have any investments or all of that. With this lockbox, you get a notification, even an email, telling you this is where everything is. And guess what? Because it was in a trust and a will, 
They don't even have to go through probate court. They can just go ahead and start operating in your name. It's amazing what you can do when you've got the knowledge. So we also have a credit attorney. So when you've got people working on your behalf, you don't have to worry. You can feel at ease knowing you've got a defense team on your side. We also have smart Pastor credit. Smith, I'm, I'm yep. sorry to cut you off. So it, for our listening audience, what is the first thing that you would suggest that they they do in order to try to get to the level that you're sharing with us tonight? Well, I would say this. Number one, you want to uh, get acquainted with your credit score, your credit file, and your credit score. You want to know mm-hmm. what your credit is doing. You want to catch the rhythm of your credit. So that's why we, we offer the, the protection plan membership, because what that's going to do is not only is it going to get your credit score up, which is a great thing, but it's going to get you acquainted with the rhythm of your credit. You want to know when these uh, notif- – you get notifications, and you want to know when things are changing, how they're changing. You want to know what it is that drives your credit score, the length of your accounts, the, the, mm-hmm. the, 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 uh, the percentage of balances used. You want to know. You want to get acquainted with your credit. So, you definitely want to make sure that you have some sort of credit product. I, of course, I would recommend uh, getting the protection plan membership, so that you can now start getting your your score higher, so that you can get into ownership. So that would be my first thing. My first thing would be go ahead, go to Equifax.com, get your free annual credit report, and make sure that you know your score. But then once you get to know your score, I mean, know your credit report. You're not going to get your score for free, but know your credit report. Know this, Credit Karma, any of these companies out here that give you a score, it's not going to be the same score that you would have when you go to the actual bureau. So that's going to be different. So don't rely on that score you get from a third party, but still get acquainted with your credit report and get a strong credit uh, restoration product behind you. You want to have a strong product behind you, fighting on your on your behalf to make sure you stay clean, make sure that nothing that's on there, uh, nothing is on there that shouldn't be on there. I think that's the first step mm-hmm. that I would okay. recommend. So they shouldn't try to clean it up themselves. They should actually try to uh, do the things that, you know, that you just recommended to them instead of, okay, let me just pay this off before I sign up for this. Well, yeah. I would say, see, I did it myself for years. Make sure that's on pre I did it myself for years, and what I did was I made sure I tried to do it myself, and I, I did a pretty good job, but the one thing we don't know how to do is use the Fair Credit Reporting Act, use the law, and things like that, because when you use the Fair Credit Reporting Act, what happens is you put yourself in a position where the bankruptcies and all of that kind of stuff comes off, and those are things that we don't necessarily know how to get off settings. And when okay. you can get into the area where you can get student loans deleted and you can get all of your, uh, you know, bankruptcies or any of that stuff deleted, now you're working mm-hmm. in a different area than most credit restoration companies. I was with a company called Lexington Law. And they're a good company. The one thing that okay. they couldn't do, though, but they could not get rid of any student loans. They never got mm-hmm. rid of any of the, uh, you know, any types of bankruptcies for anybody I recommended. They couldn't get rid of things like child support. They would go after basic stuff, though, you know, things that were outstanding or, you know, late payments, things like that, you know. But the harder things, like the tax liens, 
they weren't judgments. I, I didn't see people having success with that. And on your own, you're going to have a tough time getting those things off if you don't know how to use, leverage the law, and use things like the Fair Credit Reporting Act of 1971. So you can do it yourself, but that's going to have limited, you'll have limited results. When you use a company like Financial Education Services, now you're cooking with grease and you've entered into a different realm because most companies, and even ourselves, will go after three, four things at a time. Well, with Financial Education Services, we go after every derogatory with every single round of disputes. So it's a different type mm-hmm. of result. Totally different level of results. Yeah, totally different level of results. Absolutely. Yeah, once you start seeing repos, yeah, once you start seeing repos and things like that go away, you're like, wow. People, like I just, somebody posted uh, just yesterday, I believe it was, how they got all of these student loans deleted. They put it on my Facebook page. They were just thanking mm-hmm. Pastor Smith for getting their, you know, all of their student loans and these late payments all deleted. And I was like, well, thank you for, you know, and just having the courage to take a stand and really stand up to these companies and say, you know what, I'm not just going to let this happen to me. And I'm not going to let anybody just dictate what my financial future is going to be. I'm going to take charge. And they did that. And now they're in a different position. So anything can be removed. If it's not 100% accurate, it has to be removed. That means Uh if the spelling in your name isn't right, if they've got the wrong middle initial, anything like that, it has to be removed. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. So a lot goes into this. Yes, yes. So, yeah, but they do it. The thing is you don't have to do it. You don't have to do Mm -hmm. it. The company does it on your behalf, and that's the beautiful Mm -hmm. part. So even when we talk about the business aspect, people feel a need to help people, and then they look at something like this and they see the difference between the the product being a, a customer and having their own business with tax benefits and being able to help people. They sign up because the price isn't much different for the business than it is for the services. So that's how people end up getting involved in the business because once they see that the product works so good, what they end up doing is introducing me or one of the agents to their sister, their brother, their mother, or their spouse, their children, and then they say, wait a minute, I just gave away all of this money. You mean I could have made money off all that? You sure could have. You mean to tell me I could have got free services for all of that? You sure could have. Well, how do I become an agent? And then they end up becoming an agent after they give away thousands of dollars um, that they could have made themselves. So that's kind of how that goes. Wow. You know, the, okay. yeah, so the I got in the business side of it, um, like I told you, because we had a financial uh, we had a financial uh, 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 education class going on at the church, and I really didn't want to put it in the church. I was kind of leery about it. So I really worked uh-huh. it more outside of the church than in the church. But I started to realize, wait a minute, helping people, I can make thousands of dollars a week helping people. And while I'm doing that, I can get free life insurance. I just got my certificate that I've got 30000 in life insurance, and I will have sixty. And by the end of the year, I'll have 100000 in life insurance with medical existed pre-existing medical notwithstanding they don't even do a medical check because i'm a part of this awesome company and two dollars from each protection plan membership going towards youth financial literacy i'm like man i can't beat this this is unbelievable it's literally changing my life 
it's changing my life, and it's making me see finances in a different way. So I'm grateful to Financial Education Services for the opportunity to help people as well as to be blessed by this awesome company. It's definitely a privilege. Wow. Well, thank you so much for sharing, and I hope our listeners were taking notes because you dropped a lot of information on our listeners since you've been on uh, less chat. So we thank you for sharing that. Yeah, things that people didn't even know. A lot of times I think when it comes to credit, a lot of times people take advantage um, because they know that we don't know. And it's not that we can't know. Sometimes we don't take time to look at the and pay attention to the small things. We think that everything has got to be quick. You know, it's microwave society. Everything is pay to play. You got to move, 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 move. But we, we stop thinking in the process. Wow, wow, wow. That That is so true. It's so true. We And then we get the fear of, we get the paralysis of analysis. We get the fear of doing the wrong thing, and then we fear that there's nothing we can do. We really feel helpless a lot of the times. Some people feel like because they got a bankruptcy or because they've got a repo, well, I'm here to tell you, you can restore your score. And if you need help, I'm telling you, I'm here to help. I'm here to help. All they got to do is hit me up, teamcredit.net. If they can, I will help anybody I can. There's, a, I've got a site, teamcredit.net, or they can email me at tsmith at teamcredit.net, and we help tons of people change their situations. And I'm telling you, it is a pleasure to watch people's lives and see that young man who was who I was driving with the other week look at me and say, "Hey, pastor," and I say, "Yes, sir." He says, "Listen, my score is 760 now." And he put a big smile on his face. I can buy whatever I want now. And I said, yes, sir, that's what it's all about. God made you to be the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. It's all about empowerment. In any way that we can possibly help people, we want to help them. So that's what I'm here for. That's what I am here for, to help people. So even if they can't afford the services, that doesn't matter. The services are only $89 a month. You know, and that might be a lot for somebody, but I'll say this. I will say this, that the person who says $89 is a lot doesn't realize they're paying more than that if they're a renter and they're not owning because everyone should be owning a house, and if you're not owning, you're paying someone else's mortgage. When you should be paying, you could be paying towards your own principal, right? So, and and, and then the person who who owns and says, well, $89 is a lot a month, well, guess what? Number one, if you don't have, if you have less than perfect credit, number one, you're paying a higher interest rate than you should. So when they, when they, when they charge you that 4.5% over 30 years, when you don't realize that prime interest rate around the nation is 3.5, that one percentage rate over 30 years is costing you thousands of dollars. Do you realize that they've estimated? Yes that the average person with less than perfect credit spends over $200,000 more than the person with good credit in a lifetime. Uh-huh. In, 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 in mortgage payments or in rent instead of owning or in that car note where they say in the car note, you know how they say, hey, we ask the question, how much is the monthly payment? And then we forget to ask the interest rate, uh-huh. not realizing that you could have gotten a 3.5% interest rate on that car 
but they went and stretched that term out for you and said, instead of 60 months, what we'll do is lower the payment by giving you a 72-month uh, car, car note. And, and, and once you get that 72 once you get that 72-month car note, what they did was they extended the term, but guess what happened? You ended up paying more money because you ended up paying 12 more months of what? Interest. Uh. And then they, they try to get you to pay down the interest rate. So we've got to pay attention to interest rates. Most people don't even know the interest rate on their credit cards, and they're making uh-huh. these minimum payments. You cannot make the minimum payment. You will be in debt for the rest of your life making minimum payments. You don't want to do that. What you want to do is pay that thing down as low as you can pay it. And if you can pay it down to all to, to the to the minimum, to low, to zero, you you should do that. Um but use it. Show that you're using it. Keep that thing under twenty five percent. But I'm telling you now, the big trick is over a lifetime, with those thirty year mortgages, I'm telling you, we're paying way too much for those loans. And we're getting taken to the bank, and we're paying hundreds of thousands of dollars more for having less than perfect credit. So the person that says $89 is a lot, I'm here to tell you it's a small price to pay when you get a will of trust, a power of attorney, when you get access to your credit score and your credit report 24-7, when you get to have uh, budgeting tools, when you get life insurance, all of these benefits, uh-huh. it's a small uh-huh. price to pay. So for me, if a person can't pay that, I would still help them for free. It won't be the same type of help, but I'll give them any information that I can. And I sit with my my financial advisor probably twice a week just to get more information. Mm -hmm. And I myself am getting licensed to be a financial advisor, you know, as well as an insurance agent. So, yeah, so this is important. It's It's an area of passion for me. Well, we can see you. We we hear that passion coming out, and we thank you once again for sharing that passion. And as you leave the chat room, I'm going to give you a fun question, and I think I'm going to have to find something related to money leash. I'm not going to throw my my usual at him. <laughs> so my Go fun for question it. for you, my it, it's a fun question. It's just something to, to have fun as you exit the chat room. Now, it's 100 degrees in hot Atlanta, but you have to sell – a cup of hot chocolate in order to pay that credit card off. How can you sell a cup of hot chocolate in 100-degree weather? What's your pitch? Woo! <laughs> the, game just, the game just changed. Because this isn't, no, no, like see, this isn't one? hot chocolate. Yeah, because this isn't hot chocolate. What this is, is this, this the money that goes to this hot chocolate goes to hungry children, you see, and five mm-hmm. of which are mine. You got it? <laughs> this money's going to feed hungry children, baby. You got it? So so that's the answer to that one right there. <laughs> this is not how chocolate feed hungry children juice. <laughs> All right. I like that, Pastor. <laughs> God bless you. Thank you so much for the opportunity. You guys are awesome, and I've been, I'm grateful for the opportunity. We thank you. We appreciate you, you coming and awesome. kicking with us in the chat room. <laughs> yes, you are welcome back anytime. Thank you so much. You guys be blessed. Again, you can find me at Smith at teamcredit.net, and God bless you, and have a wonderful, wonderful Memorial Day weekend. Be safe. Thank you. you. Thank you once again. <laughs> All right, you're welcome. Bye now. Okay, bye-bye. 
I had to dig deep for that one, Lee, because he was talking money, and I was just interested in how he would get that answer to me, and I kind of liked it. <laughs> that was a good one, see. That really was the hot chocolate one, because he was like, wait a minute. He was like, I got to hold on. Let me go back. Hold on. She said, hot chocolate, and it's 100 degrees. And what can I tell these people? <laughs> but he thinks fast. He thought fast on his feet. That was awesome. His answer was awesome. Yes, it we was. appreciate you. <laughs> yes, we appreciate you guys kicking in with us here in the chat room. I'm Miss Leisha. You know, I got my right hand and sometimes my left. The fabulous Miss Tony. If you miss any of our awesome interviews today, no worries. Just go back and check out our archives here on BlogTalks.com or on iTunes or any of your favorite podcast apps. We will see you guys not next week, but the week after. Shout out to Tamika Newhouse for coming on here and talking that talk about the AANBC Awards. Readers come out, authors come out. It is June 10th, 9th through the 12th. No, 9th through the 11th. Uh, Sorry about that. It's 11th? Okay. It's, mm-hmm. Right, I have to think about that. If you're in the Atlanta area, make sure you come out tomorrow to the Authors versus Actors Celebrity Basketball Tournament. We actually had the pleasure of interviewing some of the authors and some of the uh, actors that will be participating in the event. Make sure you go back and check out our archives on that. They were talking much jive. There's a lot of jive being talked about basketball on, on yesterday and on Wednesday. We had a good time with the authors, a good mm-hmm. time with the actors. We appreciate you guys. Thank you guys for tuning in to Let's Chat. We will see you guys next time. Same chat channel, same chat time. Good night, everybody. We're going to give you some more Ebony Archer. Shout out to Ebony Archer. We appreciate her sending us her new music. We are, we are really proud of her and the accomplishments. Mm-hmm. And we wish her nothing but the best on her recording career. Yes. 